Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 48. Champion your feminine health potential with Daria Tisler from HPM Wellness. I'm only going to tell you a few words about Daria because she is our star. She'll do the main talking today. She is UK's leading conscious feminine peak performance enhancement specialist metabolic hormonal and gut nutritionist that helps females and entrepreneurs level up performance game to win and thrive. As a former professional athlete, Daria's vision is to be the leading platform in wellness by making it fashionable, I love this, and practical by promoting personalized and proactive health wholesome living and self-empowerment. This in turn will contribute to the reduction in the epidemic of chronic diseases and it will also create thriving communities and joyous living. Together we can make a difference. And this last sentence is so powerful because we build communities together. Daria is building a community of healthy, wonderful people thriving and making sure their health is a priority. I'm building fear-free communities. What a great combination today. And gentlemen, do not go away because even if Daria is mainly focused on females, I think that you'll have some amazing advice to offer to your ladies, your girlfriends. So might as well stick with us until the end and also send us some questions if you're watching us live or on replay because I'm sure that Daria will love to get back to you. Now, Daria, what a pleasure to have you teach us about health and fitness and staying in our best self today. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Roxana. Thank you for having me. And uh, everyone, welcome to the show of Roxana. She's also fantastic. And uh, I'm so glad to meet her. And I'm sure you should be very grateful for knowing her uh, as well because uh, it is a light uh, in your life that we have to really appreciate. So thank you so much, Roxana, for your work as well. I really appreciate this. And now you are getting me emotional and we do look <laughs> we do look alike. We have so much in common. I think that our friends watching us can see that. We have some similarities here. We are also from uh, kind of Eastern Europe, we are neighbors here. So Daria, please share with us what got you to start this beautiful mission of yours? Listen, it's a, it's a long story. And as I believe many entrepreneurs entering into their, uh, into their business have that long story. That's why they are this long story brings them to bring in like a, something from, because they're learning, they're discovering something about themselves, about their life, everything is teaching them something. So at the end they say, you know what, uh, let's make from this story something. And this is how came, uh, I came up with uh, HPM Wellness. 
and it's um, abbreviation is the holistic performance method wellness and um, I have been recording a short interview uh, in 2019 and um, I was talking at some point about performance and I was uh, as you mentioned I used to be a professional athlete I used to play uh, handball professionally and I know that in your country is also very big and uh, popular sport and um, and I, expre I expressed this how I was an athlete and how I was training hard, working hard, eating well, but, uh, and always striving towards performance. And that's what was my main goal. My main goal was to really play uh, in Olympics. Uh, that's why I had the try, right? It's like an athlete, you have the main goal and you're striving towards it. And then I talk about holism because uh, holistic. Uh, discovery it, it was what took um, put me into the position uh, with my when I was injured um, I ran out but twice I had my life uh, life story of when my, I lost my sister I was a mother then I uh, I become a mother so there's like a many things that came in one but all of the all of this came to me as a holistic solution and then I'm like but I am not either just holistic. I am not either anymore a performer. And then those two words came together, holistic performance. And this is what I really enjoy to do because I want women who are my audience, uh, for some reason, the last five, six, seven years, that I have so many female customers and I got so much uh, so much, I don't know, I think I become much more in my feminine power and I embrace this and now I want, and I know that women suffer because they don't know how to embrace feminine power. So I'm like, you know what, I found how I can do it, so why I want to share this? And I know that many women entering into business, uh, in, they entering into entrepreneurial journey, they're, begging, they're starting to be mother, but at the same time, they want to carry on the business. So for me, it was like obvious I want to work uh, with women and I want help them to get what they want in life. I want uh, that they thrive in this life, not that they just succeed in life, but I don't want that they burn out. I don't want that they are hormonally disbalanced, that they are feeling disgusting about themselves because this is this is the question, uh, this is the, sorry, not questions, um, descriptions I'm hearing from women. I don't like myself, I feel disgusted about myself, I uh, I really, uh, you know, I don't know who I am, uh, I don't know how to put boundaries, and I said, you know, this is where holism comes, and this is what I want to teach them, this mental, emotional, and physical connection between different parts of who we are, and this is how really HPM awareness came out. Uh, I, I worked for 17 years uh, in da under Daria Tiesler, and that was my self-employed path. But then I said, you know what, if I want to help more, I need to, I need to become more. I need to open up, I need to become brave, I need to embrace my insecurities, my limiting beliefs about myself, I need to deeply work on myself, because um, even recently, one of my uh, inspiration, uh, Dr. Salih has said, if you have a gift, this, you, you're not entitled to this gift. You have to go and share 
what you've done. And I'm like, you know what? I have to do it. And that's why I'm here today with you, Roxana, sharing the message. And um, yeah, so this is how everything really started and transformed for me from being a self-employed person into my business. What a story, Daria. There has been a lot going on in your life. And since you mentioned this feminine energy, you are so right. And this is something that I'm also thinking about quite often. It seems that we that are in business have a lot of masculine energy. We want to do things. We have all sorts of responsibilities. Kids, business, filming, meeting people, clients. And we tend to forget what being feminine really is. Could you please maybe share with us a few tips on tapping back into our feminine side? Oh, you know, I actually have recorded a podcast about this with uh, Dr. Anne Whitehouse. And uh, she's the master of it. I am... Uh, uh, Roxana, very honest, I feel I'm scratching the surface of what does it mean feminine power, but I know one thing, because I had asked uh, Dr. Art this question, how do I know that I do not tap into my feminine power? And she said, because that's what I'm experiencing, I always had that feeling that, uh, as I mentioned, I want to show up i want to go and speak public i'm like in my dreams i'm ready for it but for some reason i had this uh, something what we call this imposter syndrome right and i was fighting and beating myself for a long time but dr Ann said when you are peaceful with yourself when you don't have anxieties about this particular thing when you are feeling well and healthy when you are kind of like feeling, I think, this peacefulness inside you. When you do that thing, does it mean that you are tapping into your uh, feminine power? And I'm like, okay, because recently I started to do more lives and I decided to do like a lives on YouTube. And I was like, oh, this is nightmare. I have to do it. I judge myself and all of this. But then I said, no, let's do from the place of self-love, self-respect, self-compassion, self-worth, self-actualization. And I did it and I felt amazing. And I'm like, I think this is when I tap into my feminine power. And then I started to uh, lean on it. So I felt, I started to remember what I felt and how did it feel before and how did it feel after. And I think this is the one tip here if you are doing something but you are feeling like you you exhausted about something something causes you anxiety you're not feeling well about it you cannot sleep at night something drains you that is definitely not when you are tapping in your feminine uh, power because i think feminine power comes from uh, feeling free and the freedom and your self uh, self-worth and uh, one thing more uh, Roxana, uh, I want to uh, mention here because I know that there is lots of uh, conversation about confidence and uh, I just want to give a, a food for thought here. If 
you asking yourself, am I confident? Or maybe I'm not confident. And this confidence word comes around. Ask yourself, what does it mean confidence for you? And if really this is about confidence, because I have asked myself that question and I said, no one ever told me that I am not confident. When people are meeting me, they always say, oh, you look confident. You don't look like you are not confident. And I ask myself, so what is then about that I am, I have this imposter syndrome. I am like afraid to show up. And for me came up that I was, uh, I had problem with self-worthiness. So then that was a big shift for me because then you work a little bit differently with confidence and a little bit differently with your self-worth. So I think that is also very important to think about. Define the words that really like, like this confidence or self-worthiness. Yes, I think those, this is enough <laughs> to start. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing this. This is really great food for thought. And I love the question. What does it mean for me to be confident? You know, I'm writing things down and I really advise that our friends watching us and listening to us are taking some notes because this is a very deep conversation and I enjoy seeing how fit you look. You look amazing. And let me tell you, you were just at the gym. I'm going at the gym after we have our talk today. What would you say that a healthy lifestyle would look like to someone that wants to get back in shape, someone that maybe has been working a lot? As you say, we women have many responsibilities, but they need to start somewhere. So what would be your advice on this? Oh, that that is deep one, and that is deep one, because I see every person um, from different perspective. For me, every single of you who is listening is very unique, and has this uh, this different different morning in different family. Different morning has every woman has different morning. I don't think we can have. You need to have this routine, because I think routine. It's good stuff because it's supporting your masculine part, your root. Like when we're talking in a chakras mm. uh, and energy, that is your root. But above root, you have your flow. So this is the feminine energy. And then if we are very rigid and rooted, we cannot express our feminine energy and feminine power. This is where masculine energy comes over. So I think what is my best and that is what I'm, I started to, with more bravery, tell to my clients, you have to start to want to know yourself better. Because if you don't know yourself better, no one can help you. Because you don't know what is feeling right for you. And yes, it's cool if you find a very intuitive trainer, coach, nutritionist right, who is able, enable you to tap into that. But the problem is most of people don't do that deep research because they don't know what they are looking for. So I think when you, and, and finding a coach, like I said, trainer, so, someone who helps you to start the journey because you want to get results. 
if you get results with anything you do, like let's say with a fitness routine, a training, with nutrition, if you get results in a short period of time, that is human psychology. That keeps us going. If you don't go on the internet and you're like, uh, okay, this might be good, this might be good, but you are really not focused on what you want to find, then you, it's just like three, six months gone and you are still in the same place, right? And I also want that you remember that one person is going to link you to another good person. So I said, don't uh, compromise on quality if you want to start your uh, journey. But to make it things a little bit uh, simple, uh, I take just my example, uh, Ruxana, uh, post-pregnancy, you know, I used to be athletic and I am I'm still, right? I get lift the weight, things coming. Just, that is just how my body works. Yes, I work on it and I don't rely just on my genetics. But I gave myself time and space after I came back from pregnancy. And I didn't tell myself I have six months to look this way or this way. I told myself that my priority is A, B, C, D. And I accept that I cannot just jump into the gym as I used wanted. You know, I was beating for it. I have to go, I have to go. And then you don't sleep at night. And it's a journey of acceptance that my life has little bit different, uh, is little bit different. It's not as programmed as before. And I allowed my feminine self to work now. Because my masculine self would say, no, you have to wake up, you have to go to the gym. If you don't go to the gym, you're going to blame yourself. But I decided to work with my feminine uh, flow and accept what is happening. Took a while until I finally set up gym at, the, uh, at my garage, right? <laughs> I always wanted to go to the gym, but then baby cries, then something. So I wasn't harsh on me. I gave myself space. I gave myself uh, more time frame. So instead of giving myself three months or six months, as normally women will do, I gave myself two years. Because I knew that my daughter and I'm breastfeeding, I cannot just drop her suddenly. But it was easier for me because I knew myself. Right? Uh, the nutrition, I just go quickly, maybe through my uh, method. First, uh, first part of my method, the first four pillars is uh, number one is movement. So um, move anyway and however you can. Because you are, again, maybe in a not perfect position and situation, right? Uh, I love weight training, and I think we could have another podcast about this, because weight training brings so many benefits for female body. And I think we have been lying by fitness industry that... Uh, that wish that women are growing, they you know getting fitness muscles and all of this. There is a reason because there is not enough benefit if we start to do weight training because many women will be uh, just healthier and fitter. And now is that push of the cardio and let's create another machine and let's create another equipment, right? The most simple old-fashioned gym workout is amazing for a female body. 
right? It's improving a, uh, aging processes, it's setting her hormone balance, they're going to experience less premenstrual syndromes, they're going to have less inflammation because you lower the body composition, you're lowering the body fat. And I don't want to be obsessed about uh, you know, this body positivity movement or anything like that. I just want to tell you when you're working out with the resistance, you're also training your mindset. You're training your discipline. Uh, so it, it's crazy. It, it's so, so beneficial. I'm actually going to talk about uh, uh, muscle and uh, female health with a uh, professor who specializes in, in just muscle health. And it's just going, I cannot look, at, uh, look forward into this, uh, this amazing conversation. So move anytime you want. But if you then want to further move on, maybe from very basic weight training you can always implement some yoga you can implement some pilates but this has to bring you some form of joy if you don't enjoy and you are upset that you have to go to train it's, uh, you ask yourself what uh, what can i do or what trigger me so i uh, what trigger my lack of joy how can I bring in more joy? What else can I do? So you search, you ask yourself questions. Number two is nutrition and uh, anti-inflammatory nutrition. So, you know, you're cutting all uh, omega 6 all oils from your diet, all processed sugar. Uh, I, I really encourage women to have good quality, uh, healthy fat, uh, quality protein. If wherever you can, you eat in organic or at least free range. And I know that the prices of food went up and we are in this inflation, but you still want to give to your body what mother nature is giving you. So I, a, simple, a simple and basic formula. You go to the shop, you are reading a label and you don't understand ingredients. Doesn't mean you shouldn't eat this. So go to the, in grocery shop, you go to the sections where you've got natural food and make from those food meals. Uh, so you have to change little bit the pattern of thinking. And I know that mothers usually under eat because they're running around. Uh, this is business, this is that, this is this. But you have to prioritize yourself. Otherwise, you cannot give your child, you cannot grow your business. So if you're tired, exhausted, and you cannot sleep with blood sugar dysregulation. So it's probably another podcast. <laughs> Then uh, number three is coaching. I love that you are asking yourself coaching questions. So you asking yourself, what do I need to do to bring this lifestyle I want? How this lifestyle is going to support my life, my business, my family, myself? Uh, you have to dig this a uh, little bit, uh, Roxana. So there's like tons of questions that I always would be starting with uh, when I work with my uh, customers and then you've got uh, mindfulness is number four uh, four pillar and is really being present uh, with yourself and I think if you're coming back from some life, life event from uh, some horrible accident from post-pregnancy uh, from from an injury you never done it anything you have to really tap with your acceptance and self-awareness that this is a process and you're giving yourself chance to find the, what works for you. You don't look at a person next to you because this works for them. 
because maybe it's not going to work for you. So I think with lots of self-love, self-compassion, uh, self, uh, self-awareness, it's lots of work here, right? And I know this, and I'm sharing deeper meaning, but I want that you all have a bit deeper understanding of health, that health is a potential. It's opening the door for you for something bigger than you, and it's not just a lack of disease and lack of uh, sickness. I love this, Daria. This has been fascinating advice from making this very clear line between the feminine and the masculine energy. I've never heard this anywhere before that the routine is actually masculine. I love it. This just makes me think of my day being structured in a whole new way. Wow. Thank you for saying this. And these pillars of your program sound amazing. Moving that brings you joy. And I love it that you put a highlight on this. Make sure that it brings you joy because otherwise it's pointless. And it's like eating the most healthiest food in the world if you don't really enjoy it maybe try to combine it so that it really speaks to your body i think it's important not to force things right as you said go with the flow more yes i i agree and um, coming back to this energy masculine and, and feminine i do believe that both are important uh, because this is like a day and night Winter and summer, uh, sun and uh, rain, they all come together and this is this uh, flow of human nature and how, how we are operating as a humans in the ecosystem and in the nature. And I think closer to this connection with who you are as a human, you the better it's going to be for you. That's why that's why sleep is very important. And if you cannot sleep, trust me, you're not going to have a positive thoughts. You will wake up in the morning with a bad mood, with negative emotions. You're going to talk the worst thing about yourself. And if this happens in around your premenstrual time, uh, it's just disaster, recipe for disaster. What the, and do you know any women who talk well about herself? You know, just before menstrual cycle with a hormonal fluctuation, right? We're talking the crap and comes the worst out of us. That's why I always refer to weight training because weight training, and I've experienced this on myself and I've seen this with so many women, weight training has that powerful ability to reset our uh, hormonal health because influence so many hormones, estrogen, testosterone, insulin, and they are very important hormones for a female, and uh, many females struggle with hormones. Uh, but I think they do in then yoga pilates, which is great. But yoga pilates is then feminine energy, and then they missing something what is masculine, something that is grounding uh, them, right? So I, I, that's why I'm saying all movement is important. But then you can further personalize the movement and what really works for you. I am not advocate either of that is the routine you must do, that is the diet you must do, that is the meditation you must only follow. I don't I am not the type of guru. <laughs> I believe that there is some 
times and places where one thing will work for us better. That's why I started from when I answered your question, what is important? It's important that you know yourself. This is the best question to ask ourselves. You are so right. And I have to admit that now I am so passionate about weight training myself. It's the best feeling in the world. Sometimes, a few days ago, I left the gym barely walking, but it felt amazing. It felt so good. My mental clarity was skyrocketing and I had this inner sense of peace and relaxation and thank you for mentioning this thank you for saying how important weight lifting is this is vital that everyone gets i think at least two times per week to the gym or how often would you say that the minimum would be to keep fit per week going to the gym you see, that's, that's, that is important that, again, we bring this um, personalization towards uh, what it is fitness. Because what fitness is for me is not what is for you. The, they, the suggestion is this 150 minutes of vigorous exercise throughout the week, right? But then the studies shows and the suggestions say, if you do a little bit more, it's going to be even better for you. It's the same as... Uh, Studies say that you don't need to do 10 kilo, 10,000 10, steps every single day. Actually, you are benefiting already from four, seven thousand. But you see, this is where uh, health industry is catching a little bit uh, uh, towards marketing, where uh, where it's cool. Okay, you do more; it's better for you. But we need to think that. Every single movement, even if you do, they stop studies saying do three minutes of intensive, high intensity training. You're already moving your heart above uh, above your uh, like resting heart rate. So that's what you uh, that's what you want because resting heart rate is really at your rest. You want be out of breath, right? But then again, you know, you're just coming out from recovery. You're coming up from post pregnancy. Coming up from a trauma, you know, you don't go to the gym and you're smashing yourself with a one hour heavy lift training because that's maybe too much stress, too much cortisol release, and you are already under high stress, right? So, I think answering you these questions more uh, uh, so people can have some idea, I would say if you are thinking of changing your body do three trainings a week, weight training a week, and then you have your steps, and we say do the 10,000 steps, right? And you have them break in between uh, training Saturday, Sunday, you rest. This is how I, for example, would be training when I started post-pregnancy. Then if you, if you cannot do it, two trainings may be also good for you if you've never done anything in the past, right? For me, that would be maintenance. Very, very, very good maintenance. My body is good responding, and you know, probably I could go for a while with two trainings. But then, very mind of Rosanna, I also walk, I also eat well, I also look after my sleep, I work on my emotion. So, everything else is complementing uh, training. 
You are so right. We definitely cannot have one without the other. And since you mentioned emotions, Daria, what would you say that is your best method of dealing with fear? What is your take on this? Oh, you know, I had actually this uh, situation, I think, two months ago when I was invited to uh, speak at summit. And it, we were talking about uh, body of your business. And it was my, I think, first summit when I would be speaking uh, in front of, I think it was 50, 50 women and men together. And I contacted actually the person who was organizing and I said, I cannot do it. I'm like uh, in a panic, all comes and like getting crazy. But then the, I started, I, I told her that, but then I started to think, okay, I had a fear. And then I said, what I used to do when I was an athlete. So I always use my athletic performance because as an athlete, you also have fear. When you are performing a few, 10, 15 minutes before the game, and you always have the roller coaster of your stomach, at least I had, right? The adrenal, adrenaline comes up. Right, and it causes you digestive, the uh, brain and gut are connected, so you're feeling, uh, you know, you're shaking a little bit, you're thinking about the game. So you have a fear because you want to show up the best way possible. You want to win a game, you know, this is why you're entering into a competition. So I asked myself, I, I told myself, you know the feeling. So I slightly calm down my, my brain that you know the feeling, you're familiar with the fear, but because it's a new experience, you're going to have the fear to show up because it's a summit, you've never done it. But then one thing what helped, uh, helped me is, uh, Roxana, is I again ask myself question. Do I need to worry about and, and generate more fear for one week or I have to just prep myself as I did as an athlete and show up and give my best as when I was performing because I will be talking about something that I am familiar with and I said okay that's actually true I don't need to stay with that fear for ten, one week because I know that event is coming in one week time but I need to prep myself so I wrote myself script, I have a write, I have a read, and uh, I'm like, okay. And then I said, then when it comes time, your adrenaline is normal, will come a little bit, you will sweat, you will have this, this, this feelings, but that's normal, but you will talk about what you know. So go, show up. So you see, I think it's the conversation I had with myself, but because I have experienced something like that in the past. So I think the, the good question is to ask yourself, uh, when in the past I have experienced a fear and I managed to overcome with the positive result for me, so I actually felt the pleasure from it. I felt successful. So then your brain is bringing you these good feelings. And then it's like a, a memorizing what actually is going to happen. And it's happened nothing. I was happy. I was very glad that I done it. I actually used this story to 
well, so that break the ice. So I think, again, you have to talk with yourself and uh, you are your best friend. Um, and you, you have to also want to take yourself out from this situation. Because I think we can be our best friend as well as our best enemies. So you want to, you know, clap yourself, clap this fearful part of you um, and say, you know, I'm here, I'm going to cheer you up and, you know. And I think one thing more is, Ruxana, I've learned to don't be perfect. I've actually never told I'm perfectionist. <laughs> my sister always would be telling me that. I never thought about myself that way. So I think I let go of Miss Perfect. Or at least now I'm aware that she's part of me and uh, she's often if interfere in my actions because she wants to be perfect but I have accepted her I, I am like okay you're part of me I know that you're going to come up and show up because you are feeling vulnerable um, and that's fine but I'm still going to do what Miss Unperfect wants to do the the Daria of now, the Daria age 42 or 41 and a half, not Daria 10 years ago. That would be probably my answer. Are you 41? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I thought you were 30 something. I'm, I'm literally amazed and I want to congratulate you on really walking the talk because you look amazing. I would not think... <laughs> you are not even close to 40s what an inspiration you are Daria this is amazing thank and thank you for telling me about your method to just talk yourself out of your fear you have defocused it completely and just telling yourself that okay I'm a specialist I have done I have talked about this before and this is just wonderful thank you for mentioning this and you did mention perfectionism. This is, I think, a part of the human nature that we want things to go well. And let's be honest, when things don't go as we plan, we are not that happy most of the times. So my question to you would be to give us a bit of an idea of how you handle it all because you are a mom you are a businesswoman how do you balance it all I think uh, I have to give lots of credit to my partner uh, my, my business partner my husband because um, he believes in me so much more than I believe in myself time to time so I think he's a big part of this and uh, as we are speaking right now, I have a piece in my head because he is there with my daughter. And uh, for many years, I would be postponing having a child for different reasons. Uh, one of those was because I always was career-driven woman. And uh, I have my dreams. I, know I, I used to be, I'm still partially type A personality, focus driven, I have, okay, we have to do this, this now and stuff like that, but partly why I postponed my daughter, because I didn't know where to fit her, you know, and 
as we all, we want to do things differently than our parents did, right? And I had very great childhood, um, but I knew that I will want to do my business. I will want to share my message. I will not want to uh, compromise of being mother and running my business and my passion. And my husband is uh, right now we're speaking. He's he's with my daughter. So I have a piece in me, in my of my mind, in my heart, in my soul, that she's with the right person. Uh, because sometimes was coming through me the guilt that I have to go, I have to, you know, leave her. And I think when I had already my daughter, I realized that it's not going to be that easy. I thought like, okay, I just leave her and then I come back. But then emotions are coming and this uh, motherhood instinct is coming. And I said, oh no, uh, I feel bad, I feel guilty. This, this is the problem I had with breastfeeding, to dropping breastfeeding, because I was breastfeeding for two years and eight months. And I had a, I was like, I feel guilty because I wanted to leave, leave breastfeeding, because I didn't want her, her to feel that I am leaving her. But I was already done, I was exhausted, I couldn't sleep at night. I said, this is not benefiting me, and it's not benefiting my child. I become aggressive mother. I become not constructive mother, and I want to be the one who can become conscious parent. So I think I'm lucky because I have my partner who can see, and I know that many women don't have that opportunity. Uh, but the other part of this is uh, Roxana that discipline, <laughs> a personality, being an athlete, being organized, uh, I'm quick doer. I'm very logical in my thinking. I'm putting. I'm very analytical thinker. So I put pieces together. Education and knowledge comes to me like sponge. I'm, I'm like like I'm sponge taking everything. This helps me. So is sport, fitness, exercise, good nutrition, uh, looking after yourself, supporting how you're organizing yourself in the middle of the day, how quickly you can make clear and fast decision, how, yes, it is. So I think it's again, everything is supporting, everything I've done before, supporting how I'm managing myself now, when I have to do this and this and this and that, right? So, um, yes. Wow, thank you for sharing this. It's wonderful that you have someone to support you. And it's amazing how similar we are. My husband is right now with my baby girl as well. He sometimes complains. I know it's a lot for him, but um, I'm grateful to have someone that has my back whenever I travel or I have a beautiful event as we have today. I'm so grateful for these amazing thoughts, Daria. I know that you have given me some really good food for thought. <laughs> I have many things written here and I invite everyone watching us in replay or listening on Spotify to get a pen and a piece of paper because this is really priceless information. 
And Daria, before we go today, please tell our audience where to get in touch with you because I know that everyone will want to connect with you. Thank you so much, uh, Roxana. I just quickly, um, I had one more thought that I wanted to share in regards to your last question. and, and you the same, you're, 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 like, you, like you said, your husband is sitting there. They're doing also their part in a business. So for a husband and for a man, doing activity with child is a blessing as well. Because they're getting a chance to nurture their feminine part. And man is going to be better man when he gets the chance to look after his family uh, self. So that is for a man. But for a woman, don't feel guilty and shame that you want to run your business. Because you know what? I am much better mother, Roxana, because I do that. Because I would, because that is who I am. I wouldn't be able to sit at home. And there are women who does love this and that's fine for them. But that wouldn't be me and I decided to embrace this and don't feel shame about it, don't feel guilty about it and you know, so that is my message. But how can you find me? I'm actually running uh, from between 1st of September or 1st of October, I'm launching a, a women leadership program, but this is like a three, maximum four months of work, uh, but it's going to be this is different leadership program. This leadership program is going to talk about mind, body, spirit, heart, emotions, and everything what is belonging to self-care. So you are becoming a better leader. So we're going to tap into your health potential and peak performance potential uh, to improve the way you are communicating, the way you are supporting your team, the way you are seeing yourself, because I believe that if you don't lead from yourself first, you really cannot lead uh, other uh, people. And that's actually what research also are showing. And you can find me or drop me email at hello uh, at hpmwellness.com. You can go also to website www.hpmwellness.com. But really, just drop me an email and uh, let's chat for whatever time you need and let's see how can I support you. Beautiful, Daria. And the program that you are launching in September sounds fascinating because you cannot have one without the other. You combine, you have the whole big picture of everything that we are combined of and this is going to be a great hit. And I'm sure that we can do an IG live maybe when you launch it so that people can really hear more about this because it's going to be so beneficial thank you for today this was so inspiring thank you so much for having me once again Uh, it was beautiful i know we are seeing at some point in august for roxana coming to my podcast and uh, i'm looking forward uh, more to our conversation about motherhood and business roxana I cannot wait. I cannot wait, Daria. Thank you so much. And I appreciate your work and your time so much. Thank you. Thank you, Roxana. Thank you, everyone.